0: everyone got one what's your opinion this is the ramble. tons won't be bitten ain't no rules just spill it and anybody can get it no limit we get to kill it keep tuning into the thrill and no ain't no stopping any topic even the random a brand. i hope that you ready we entering in the zone soon we only grown shit welcome to the ramble. ramble.
1: No, that's it that's all i got
0: to say yo why do not I always say yo? <laughs> like it's... Like, like it's... it's hey, yo, empty rat food. <laughs> like
1: it's 1980s all over again.
0: <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> it's your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you are listening to the Screenwriters' Rant Room, where well, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? One, 100. 100. Ah, there you go.
1: Hey.
0: It's, like it's been a couple of weeks, hey. and like, right on. I am fresh. F-R-E-S-H. <laughs>
2: Fresh, fresh, You don't fresh, remember that one? Fresh. fresh, fresh, fresh you don't remember that society.
0: one? I remember that one. I remember that was the cool in the gang or some shit. Who was I, that? That is not cool in the gang. Who was that? I was doing hip hop. Oh. I, I think it's the
2: Furious, the Fishes Three or the Furious Three. F-R-E-S-H. Uh-huh. How'd I go? F-R-E-S-H Fresh, fresh, fresh <laughs> Yo, that's fresh I'm <laughs> sorry Sorry, <laughs> Howard. Howard. <laughs> Howard This is a professional, serious show <laughs> It really is, Howard Don't We be are, frightened. we are
0: But some, sometimes we like to have a little fun <laughs> So, again, you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room And on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture But our focus is always screenwriting, genre craft, right? Yes. Uh, uh, what else? Some stories? Yes. You feel me? Yes. Shit like that. Yes. That's what we like to do. Everything you're about, Ms. Good, good stories. Okay. Good <laughs> stories. Yes. So, um, I guess you hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. What we call you, the one? The street nerdist. Why they call you that? Because
2: I can be street. And what else? and very nerdy <laughs> 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 which is funny i can uh-huh. code switch with the best of them that's what's up hello everybody it's been a wonderful summer i'm so excited i don't know why i'm mm-hmm. excited today good it's probably been a minute since i've been up here in la but it also has. because i've been watching a lot of really good well films. you just came from comic-con too yes comic-con was fun really yeah, you have it was fun. you awake now i'm awake <laughs> i think i've i've thank you for leaving my city all of you people who came to San Diego, <laughs> okay, couldn't park nowhere. You know what? I <laughs> love Comic Con, but the difficulty is that weekend when they come in, I can't brunch, and I brunch hard, <laughs> and it is difficult to get to my brunch spot when you gotta wait. So it's like I have to wait like four days for everyone to leave, and then it goes back. Did, to you, go there, did you go
3: up there, Howard? No, I have friends who did. Okay, so uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're getting a little frustrated at the crowds. It's a, zoo. Stay it's, a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. it's a
2: zoo. Yeah, it's a zoo. But you know what? It it. The San Diego economy benefits from it. They've they been talking do? about building an extra, I guess, another layer to the convention, and
1: okay. you know, we'll
2: see what happens. Yeah. Um, they're not trying to let that go anywhere. Even though I will be open to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't is
3: there a Comic Con in Vegas?
2: They probably have some kind of different Comic Con, like yeah. but I know that Las Vegas was wooing us very hard. Yeah, like, they were wooing hard, they're and, they're and I was like, you, huh? you know, maybe we should think about. Well, now the corporates
0: involved—they're all yeah, like, They're you like, know.
2: no, we make. Oh God, I can't even tell you the amount. It's like. I want to say over I could be lying. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this. I'm a few years a ago, I think it was like over they make like over 60 million dollars. What? And the 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 days that they're there from Wednesday, probably I would say Monday through that wow. Sunday cuz a lot of people get there a couple it's of days early. Business. So it's serious money, especially yeah. for the um the gas lamp quarter. So lots of income, mm-hmm. uh, lots of money. I hope everyone tipped the workers well, um, (laughs) because then they're pleasant when i go down there to go eat and hang out i can tell when you've been bad to sending Uh. a comic-con people because the waiters and waitresses are (laughs) better
0: so y'all just got a little gist of lisa lisa colt jam over there little miss street nerders so i am your host hilliard guess and uh if you grown. Let's get it in. Buckle up. So we got a really cool guest for you guys today. We got my man, Howard Kasner, writer, script consultant, blogger, author. Damn it, what else you don't do?
3: <laughs> a playwright. A playwright, forgive me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's been a minute, right? It has been. I haven't <laughs> done anything since the first couple of years. All right, we'll talk also. about that. We'll yeah. get into
0: mm-hmm. that. So check it, you guys. Y'all need to go right now, online. What is it, on Amazon?
3: Amazon, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and get his book. This is a kick-ass book. It's called The Rants and Ravings of a Screenplay Reader. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about my man, Howard. Um, He's a reader for like Slamdance, Final Draft, Hear TV. I was for Hear
3: TV, not anymore. Was.
0: Past tense and shit. You see that? Yeah.
3: (laughs) They laid off a lot of people at Hear TV. Understood. Understood. (laughs) They're not
0: quite quite logo anymore, right? (laughs) No, they're
3: not. I I don't even know what's
0: happening over there anymore. (laughs) That's what's up. Well, let me tell you guys a little quick thing. So I met Howard. God. We were we were trying to figure out when we first came. here. It must have been around 2003, I'd say.
3: Three or four, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was One of the first. It was in a writing group.
0: Yeah, Howard um, Scora. This class. Yes. Yeah, we took this writing class together, um, and I met him way back then. That's when you were really like serious about playwriting. Back then, it seemed like you had a play like all. Yes. The
3: time. Well, no, I did a couple here in LA, yeah. so. Probably at that time, yeah.
0: Yeah, because he's he st- you started off as a playwriter, right? Right. Okay. In, in Chicago, yes. All right. Well, let's just go back a little bit, just a little bit. Just sure. give us a little gist of where you came from and how you became a writer, and then we'll really get into the book.
3: Okay. Uh, well, uh, basically, I was born in Corpus Christi, Texas, the uh, most boring city on the <laughs> face of the earth. Uh, Went to school at Austin, uh, University of Texas, Texas at Austin, okay. where I got a degree in playwriting. Mm-hmm. Moved to Chicago, tried to make my way there as a uh, as a playwright, mm-hmm. and you know, nothing great, but did okay. And then through various reasons, such as losing my job and not being able to get another one and having friends in L.A., I said, I think it's time to mm-hmm. move to L.A.
0: Hey, let me, let me ask you a quick cool question in regard mm-hmm. to being in Chicago doing plays. It, every time I think of, you tell me too, Lisa, every time I think of Chicago, I think of like improv mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. Point, because mm-hmm. it's like the big, one of the big, number one cities for that. Is there a competition that way between the playwrights and the improv people there? Or did you feel or no not at all different? i
3: mean they're they're very well they're different, but they're very supportive of each other. theater okay. is theater sure in uh chicago they they don't they don't really differentiate it that much if they can get you in the seats, that means they can get <laughs> you in other <laughs> seats you're a success yeah right. the the purpose is to get people out into the theater so okay. you know okay
0: mm-hmm. all right, so you moved to chicago uh
3: yes uh then I guess it for various reasons lost my job, couldn't get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved out to LA where I had friends. Promptly lost the f- three friends I had, <laughs> which <laughs> someone told me is actually not unusual no, for moving it's to LA. It's not <laughs> um, uh, started out trying to make my way as playwright, but at that time I, I also moved out because I'd had some ideas for screenplays. So okay. I thought. Mm-hmm you know, I'll also start pursuing that. Sure. Um, around 2003, I just sort of met somebody in a coffee shop mm-hmm. who said, well, you know, Slam Dance is looking for readers.
0: That was really early on, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that, that was uh, early on for me, yeah.
0: I meant for Slam
3: dance, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I think they'd been around for five or six years, okay. Maybe, okay. maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called, did some coverage and i was really worried because they asked for a sample coverage mm-hmm. and i didn't like the script <laughs> <laughs> that had won like first or second place the year before and i was really worried but mm-hmm. i was very honest and they didn't really care about that
2: wait they, they sent you the scripts and said do some coverage for us as, as well Well,
3: they gave me one script and said do some coverage on it okay, do this. Mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't whether i liked it or not that was so important mm-hmm. as how well the coverage was mm-hmm. okay. So uh, what cemented me there though was the very first year, uh, about a week before they made the final decisions on what was going to win, mm-hmm. I read this incredible script, uh, Song of Silence by Miranda Kwok, and mm-hmm. I called the guy, John at Slamditz, and said, You've got to get every single other reader to read this as really? soon as possible. Really? And then it that's came that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> and then it came in first place and oh, really? ever since then. It's just been building and building. See, I love that. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times
2: people, readers have that reputation, of course, being the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. But really, there is a joy when you find something. And the fact that you advocated for that yes. script and yeah. said, stop what you're doing,
3: people would just Because I'm about to ruin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I mean, We don't have much time left. If right. you're going to right. get this out, you've got to get this out. Yeah. yeah. I love true.
2: that. I love
0: that. Yeah, that's good. So let, let's tell people briefly what... What does your job entail being a script consultant or, or even being a being a reader in particular?
3: Um, well, basically, I read a script,
0: of course. Because mm-hmm. people have, you know, this illusions of grandeur of what it is or the fact that you are this mean person. Yeah, because out, I think for, I mean? for you,
2: Howard, this is, this is what you do for a living.
3: <clears throat> this is what sure. I do for mm-hmm. a living. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's divided into two different parts. I mean, when I wrote for here, uh, when I worked for, um, um, I do. say worked for, about when I was employed by... TV, mm-hmm. um, that was a sort of studio consultation where okay. I could just say whatever I thought about it. I had to do a summary and say, mm-hmm. it's good, it's bad, whatever. Um, but for things like Slamdance, where I have to write out the coverage, I have to tell them what's good, what's not good, and what I think they can do uh, to make it better. Because it's uh, going to the writer. Yes, this goes sure. back to the writer, and, and you don't want to destroy their soul mm-hmm. or... You want to be nice when you destroy their <laughs> soul. <laughs> what do you call it? Code. When you code I like do have code-coded yeah. phrases that's as funny. as to how I say things, uh-huh. um, but of course, if for no other reason it's monetary, you, you want them to come back. Uh, so if you just if you're just really mean, they're they're just not never, ever, so and so they're going to can, you can't
2: be Simon Cowell yeah, on everything. Exactly right. You can and, You are uh, the worst writer on mm. the planet.
3: <laughs> uh, then at other times, I just have to read it and score it. Uh, okay. And I don't have to really make comments on it. Okay. Uh, and then also, there's the private consultation that I do, where I do one on one with somebody.
0: Okay. All right. Now, coming from Slam Dance, Slam Dance. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And being a reader, there, mm-hmm. did it open the door for you to be able to go to Hear TV?
3: and final yes, it the all that other stuff, or what? Actually, when I um, when it came to Hear TV, I did started that actually the same year because I had met someone who had submitted something to hear. Okay. Uh, uh, and I asked him if I could use this name if I submitted something, so I submitted a screenplay to okay. them. But then, actually, about a month later, I sent them an email saying, you know, I submitted the script to you, but I'm not writing you mm. about that. I want to know if you need <laughs> reading <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I want to know if you need readers. I'm yeah, writing yeah. to see if you need readers. So, yeah, they gave me a test, and then, yeah, they brought me on. Okay. And then, uh, about a few years later, uh, someone at uh, final draft was at a slam dance thing and said, Oh, uh, use my name to get on no. a final draft. Okay. And basically, after that, you just start saying, If you want to get more work, you send out your resume to contests and mm-hmm. things like that, and eventually. Let's, uh,
0: let's talk about um, what does the coverage look like to people who've never seen. Yes, it Yes, because
2: there's for different companies. <laughs> they're all, different. They're all, like, all some, different. Like you said, some might say, "Hey, we just want a short paragraph, a mini synopsis of something," mm-hmm. or it could just be scoring it. Like for a basic, like almost like studio level coverage for the for the brand newbies out there. Break it down to them what the coverage, like a serious coverage, would look like.
3: Well, for uh, studios and mm-hmm. and here uh, here TV here networks. Um, it was basically uh, a series of information, name, title, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you would uh, score in usually four categories, uh, characterization, plot, originality, uh, things like that. And you'd mm-hmm. give, uh, you had a choice of four, excellent, okay, whatever. Sure. And then it would be you know, recommend, uh, recommend author, consider, pass. And then you would have a summary, usually a one-page summary. I always hate that. I don't mean to interrupt you, <laughs> they, but I always
1: hate yeah. that.
0: you got to put all these points in there, and then they want a summary. And you got to start off by telling them a summary and then give them another summary. And it's some like, of them
3: actually make you write a log line. Like, give me a log, short yes. log yeah. line.
0: Like, give me your You're version of a, a log, log line. Line. <laughs> Yeah.
3: You do, you do short phrases to yay or nay. Then you do a log line. Mm-hmm. And then you do often a one-page summary. Some places have a longer summary. And then for here networks, it was just a one page of um, yay, uh, or what I thought about the script whether okay. I thought it was worth pursuing mm-hmm. for production. Now for slam dance, um, wait 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 before mm-hmm. you get to slam dance, just, mm-hmm. just hear me out. Um, so how long were you at here TV? Um, how long was that? Five six seven years?
0: Oh, that mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. So you probably read a lot of scripts. Yes. How many
3: do you think you recommended? Um, I recommend generally one out of every twenty. Oh, okay. That's not bad.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. Okay.
3: And, you know, no one has ever asked me, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know it too. I've read about 1,500 scripts myself. So I feel you. Yes. And the reason why I know that is that for final draft, I always bill in, tw- in 20s. Oh ah, okay. And I started noticing that generally i would recommend one out of every 20 and then someone else sent out an email saying you know i generally recommend one in every 20 so i said oh it's not just me right oh, okay on right. a good okay. year it might be one in every 15 on a bad year it's one in every 25 but generally it's one of mm-hmm. every 20 uh and then of course you get the next round mm-hmm. and i'll only recommend one out of every maybe 10 or one of every five oh, so okay. just just because someone recommends one out of every 20 mm-hmm. it still gets whittled whittled sure. down um and you guys don't know how many other
0: people are are also uh, judge or um, reading.
3: I Do you? Generally, uh, I have an idea. There's usually ten to fifteen other people okay. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for final deliberations, uh, it mm-hmm. gets smaller and smaller. Okay. Uh, for second reads and things like that. Okay. Now for here, I think I finally ended up being just about the only one doing uh, okay. their coverage. Okay. Uh, so I was the only gatekeeper. Um, doesn't
0: that sound like story analysis? Okay. <laughs> they need a new title there.
3: <laughs> and then, uh, you know, for slam dance, if you order coverage, you don't uh, get coverage mm-hmm. unless you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, you never see the score. Uh, you know, you have a score, and it's five categories on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, the reader never sees that. But basically, uh, it's you start out with what you like about the script, uh, what you what you don't think works mm-hmm. and then what you think he might be able to do to make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you don't get that for slam dance, you usually get one paragraph of three to five sentences, mm-hmm. uh, feedback, mm-hmm. a big break. Uh, I can say whatever I want. It never goes back to the reader. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say, we say some awful things mm-hmm. about scripts mm-hmm. because you know, my soul has can. burned. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I wanted no, to no. shoot myself. <laughs> This, this was coyote ugly, you know, things like that.
1: Let me ask
0: you a question about um, deadlines, right, mm-hmm. in regard to screenplay competitions. Because um, I've been a lot. I've won a lot. I've placed a lot. They... They what From your point of view, I want to know from a reader's point of view, does it make them any more difficult for you or does it help you when, say, the deadline is August 31st, mm-hmm. and then it comes August 31st, and I know you get that slew of scripts that come in, and then all of a sudden, August 31st at midnight, they go, oh, we're going to extend it to <laughs> October Fifteenth or whatever the fuck, you know. And they mean? would
3: only normally extend it by a couple of days. I'm I think the last time Slam Dance did it, they had a they ended it on a Friday and said, "No, keep it up until Monday." Mm. And they that's get, not bad. Yeah, they that's did that. That's not bad. Mm. Uh, sometimes, yeah, they will let it go for a week or so because mm. I don't know whether they thought. I don't know why they do that. Whether they thought they didn't get enough scripts, and mm. maybe this is the way. That's usually
0: the, our our first thing that we always think is, "Oh, enough yeah. didn't come in," so they're like trying to right. you know expand that time frame because people, as you know, are always writing. Turning in as soon as they push yeah. fade out, which is why most of them suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the most yeah,
3: part.
0: Yeah. You
3: yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, there are, there, so many of them I say, didn't you show this to a writer's group? Didn't you show this even to a friend <laughs> before you submitted it? You, someone must uh-huh. along the way. Mm-hmm. Of course, I see a lot of movies like that where I go, didn't someone tell you along the way that this is <laughs> terrible? Uh-huh. But no, you went and made it anyway. And what can you do? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know much about the extension or why they decided how they decide. That's what I always yeah, thought I just, too, but I don't really know. I was just curious how that affected the reading. The reading. Um, the thing is, once the cutoff date is on, then you have usually have another month.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, sometimes it's less than that. Sure. Uh, and yeah, sometimes there is a rush, and a lot of us are going, "Oh, good, more money." Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. uh, give us whatever sure. you can. We want sure. more money. Others get behind. That means more money for me because then mm-hmm. they say, Oh, this person couldn't finish. Could
1: you? Mm-hmm. Right. That's
3: actually what happened with really? Song of Silence. Oh,
1: really?
3: This guy didn't finish reading these. Can you do it? And hmm. well, I needed the money. So, of course, I said yes.
0: Um, and then it came in the mail, That's the one. <laughs> or a PDF now, right? <laughs> and that was
3: the last minute submission as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think sometimes, though, what people mean for that is when is the best time to submit?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
3: Okay. Yeah. And it <laughs> often, I don't think, really matters t- too much. There are good things and bad things mm. about submitting at any time. If you submit it early, I don't have as much to compare it to, so yours might seem mm-hmm. uh, better than others. That's
0: you. Yeah, Yeah, I tend to do that. I'm like, the day uh, cheaper. I submit. And, you know and I mean, it's cheaper. Yeah.
3: That's, that's going to be the cheapest price. Right, right. Um, the negative thing for that is, uh, and it's not really a negative, mm-hmm. is that, it's, it's forgotten about, but sure. it really isn't because it's on the computer. So mm-hmm. when the person does the second read, mm-hmm. they don't really know when mm-hmm. it was submitted at all. Um, the problem, yeah, submitting at the very last minute is I have more to compare it to. Yeah. So it's going to be harder to get things past me. Do you uh, find
0: yourself being, I'm just being blunt, because I know we've read for some competitions and we're like burnt. By the time we get to certain points, I'm like, okay, really? You're sending me how many more? Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know. um, I guess you, you, it's the same thing as in anything. When you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. you're going, oh my God, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> and then when the season's over, you're going, oh my God, I don't have anything to read. <laughs> There's no money coming in. So it's, it's one of these things, you, you always complain when you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and then you always complain when you're not in the it's middle right, of right, it. Right. And... You sort of have to look at it that way. I mean, um, there are some people who just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I've known some people who I've recommend for reading, and after a week they go, "I, I, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I just can't do this." Uh, wow, now, after now a when week? you're
0: wow. now when you're when you're in comp- in competition mode, meaning mm-hmm. for slam dance, for instance, yeah. Um, to
3: about how many are you reading a week? Um, let me see. More, sometimes up to fifty. In one week, yeah, but you have to realize um, I also read shorts, sure, TV pilots, okay, and the, the you'll have uh, screenplays that range from ninety to one hundred and twenty, so you do specs or more. and everything, yeah. upper- Now both specs and uh, and original pilots. Okay, now how do you do that if you do if you read a show you haven't seen? You don't. Uh, one of the until it gets to be, I might do a second or third read. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think Slam is doing specs this year. Only uh, Final Draft is doing spec scripts, mm-hmm. and they actually sent out and said, "What shows do you oh, so watch?" So that you know, okay. and so that you can mark down and okay. say. And they even asked, "Is there anything we've missed?" And I said, "You don't have Viper Girls on mm-hmm. here," I, 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 you know, and um, so they try to, yeah, they try to make sure you see it. And mm-hmm. now that I have a Roku and, and things like that, I'm mm-hmm. much more caught up. Mm. on TV than I was in the past, because I don't like reading spec scripts okay. for TV series that I have not seen, though I've done it. And believe it or not, even if you're not familiar with the show, you can tell whether it's good or not. It's really interesting.
0: There's something about voices, though, that I'm always looking for when I'm listening. So I kind of have to watch them, you mm-hmm. know, because like most of the time when I'm doing um, different ones for different um, Competition, I'm always in the TV side. Yeah. You know, even though I do film and TV, TV is like mm-hmm. where I'm just more known right. to help people with. And um, so I'm always trying to find myself listening to, I don't think the character would really, you know what yeah. I mean? Or they follow like a pre- character's pregnant. I'm like, why would you make that character stay pregnant that way? I'm, mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, I'm looking at certain questions. I
3: mean, I was, that, I was reading a couple of Veep specs mm-hmm. and I said, I don't. Oh, that's a great show. and I uh, And I was going to myself, I don't think you really understand the character of mm. Louise Louis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. I don't think you you understand mm-hmm. what she's like. They made her sort of lazy and not want to do anything. Oh really? And I'm going, no, no, she's uh. really, really <laughs> driven. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she'll try to get out of things, but only if it's completely worthless to her career. But you know, so uh, so you are right in that, and that's why I don't like okay. to read them. Why, yeah,
0: it's okay. No, just cares, just cares.
3: Yeah.
2: You have so no, just note to writers: uh, before you you write for a show, make sure you watch the show. Oh my god! So <laughs> you know what the characters are yeah. like. I mean, I mean it's <laughs> so basic. I mean, I teach. We,
0: we both teach. You know, we've taught at the Writers Guild and a bunch of other places. I always and talk not just about, one episode. <laughs> I always talk about how I drive my partner crazy because if like I wrote a Walking a Walking Dead last year, for instance, and it was playing in the background every single episode mm-hmm. from season one to four. Back to back to back to back to back. I'm just listening to the tone, to the sound, to the feel of everything. And it's just playing in the back while I'm sitting there at the computer, writing my outline, my beats, yeah. whatever it is. I'm just listening to rhythms going, oh, it's a, oh, okay. Oh, well, you and, know it, what I mean? and it's
3: even more than that. You have mm-hmm. to know... Which characters are the ones who probably have the contract that they have to have so many lines? Because I've read scripts, and I said, you know, this person is barely in it, Mm -hmm. but I know that they probably have a contract Mm -hmm. that they have to have as many lines as this person does. (laughs) It does get that nitpicky, though. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So I'm going, you don't quite, you haven't quite got it yet.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's get into your book. Okay. Everybody, I know you guys have heard. Grand and
2: ravings of a screenplay reader. Let's even
0: talk about the title. Because, you know. Um, when I started my first show, um, same thing, screen, screenwriters rant room. Um, I decided to call it screen, screenwriters rant room for numbers of reasons. At least. And I talked about 10 different titles at one point. And I was like, there's something about, he didn't go with bitch, please. (laughs) Um, cinephile bitch. Cinephile bitch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't good enough.
0: We got to do the t-shirts though. We got to do, we'll have to do that concept with the figure that one out. Um, (laughs) And when I saw that you called it Rants and Ravings of a Screenplay, I went, that is the ultimate title for what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was perfect. And, of course, once I delved into the book, and I know you from way back, I still remember how you give notes and everything. Still the same, just elevated. You Uh know what I mean? Well, thank you. Yeah, no, no, definitely. So um, let's talk about the book. Okay. You know, so what made you finally decide to do the book? You know, um, well, I'm sure
3: there's tons of (laughs) reasons. No, actually, the reasons is probably a bit more mundane than you may think. Okay. Um, I have been finding it a bit frustrating in my screenwriting Mm -hmm. career of getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started a blog some time ago. And instead of writing screenplays, Mm -hmm. I started writing blog entries. And I thought, well, I've been... I've been reading for so long, mm-hmm. and people just keep making the same mistakes mm-hmm. over and over, over How and, familiar these and books? over yeah. again. <laughs> so I started doing just a series of those blogs. Oh, wow. But that's all they were. They were blogs. I didn't have any idea
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, uh, of making a book out of it. And then I would also do some other uh, essays as well because I have some very definite theoretical views about film and uh, some things that I don't uh, agree with with what people say. Sure. So I was going, well, what do I do with my life now? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And I knew some people who did ebooks, and I thought, I have all these blog writings. Mm-hmm. I don't have to really write anything new.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll just take them all in my movie reviews, because I do movie reviews okay. every year. I'll put them in a book and I'll put them on. Amazon. No, mm. I'll try. So it's mainly g- g- grew out of frustration, as okay. often things are, mm-hmm. but... Uh, That's embracing change there. Yes, right. and I didn't have to write the book from scratch. Most of it had already been <laughs> been, been written. You said the cut and paste, but <laughs> like cut and, paste, and uh, paste. In many ways, and Pets, sort of and go over it again and yeah, see yeah, if yeah. I want to make any Copy. changes. Yeah. And I did add one new essay, uh, Time to Neuter the Cat, which yeah. wasn't on my blog, so mm-hmm. I put in one new one. Mm-hmm. And things like that, so... Um, that's that's sort of where it came from. And how's the book doing now? You, you're doing it's doing good? fine. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I would love it to go up a level. And huh. I need to well, figure we, out. We I'm are all, the, all
0: over the world. So yeah. hopefully this doesn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: uh, It does seem to spike after I do one of these a little good. bit. I do tend to sell a few more copies. Mm-hmm. and I'm still learning sure. how to market. Sure. I've always been terrible at marketing myself. Mm-hmm. I think I'm better at marketing the book than I am at marketing myself. Well, so I think things well, are good. I think
2: the book is great in the sense that Starting out like I would say like in the early two thousands coming into coming into the game, like I think there was only one other book that I because I thought, what a great way to learn how to do screenwriting mm-hmm. than to be a reader. And I remember the one book I bought, there was like only one book that talked about, you know, from a reader's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, other mm-hmm. than taking a class at UCLA mm-hmm. and doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think just in terms of giving screenwriters information from the reader's perspective Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so important because that's the first person Mm -hmm. or people that you got to get past Mm -hmm. and to have a book that says hey i've done all these competitions Mm -hmm. more than likely if you enter them i'm probably going to be reading your stuff here's your cheat sheet to get Mm -hmm. around i mean i think there's like one other book that talked about 500 ways or something to get around the script reader but in Mm -hmm. terms of of just basic common sense easy to grasp hey read this Take it to heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Send that script in. You know.
0: Well, you know, you know what I love about the book though is <laughs> you're 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 actually a lot funnier
3: than you portray yourself to be, <laughs> and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. No, I know what you mean. But I, everybody thinks book, I'm a very serious person. No, I'm you're not at, at all. No, serious. the book has a very It's <laughs> very whimsical, yes. actually. But when I write, I do get <laughs> you know, very
0: whimsical. it's very whimsical. Um, we had Steve Kaplan on um, a few episodes back. And we, we we were talking to him about how he wrote his new book, um, and we were talking about how he would make a point, and then he would you would hear his voice jump out and make a joke like it, yeah. and you do that, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You'll be talking about something going, you know, please don't do this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this, and you'd be like, I digress, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I digress. whatever it is. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. almost it just had a nice or I I I'll, I. You know, I say something, but I would never say anything exactly. like that. <laughs> in parentheses. <laughs> well, just,
2: just in the beginning, because I have the book, and I sure. was thinking it, it, the, the very opening part, you're talking about the Ten Commandments of screenwriting. Mm-hmm. You go, I'm not Moses, but still, what the hell? Exactly. And one of my favorite exactly. ones in here, I just have to share this, because mm-hmm. I have beat it into the ground, and I was so happy that I saw you write this. I had the highlight in the book. <laughs> and it says this. Okay, this is like Howard's Ten Commandments. This is commandment number three, mm-hmm. screenwriters. I have said this many a times, but sometimes y'all don't listen. Hear, it's like when you hear your mom's voice telling you something. I don't
3: remember which this is, so is that I, I you saying. You okay, I'm okay. just saying.
2: Sometimes when your mom is telling you something over and over and over again, you don't hear it, and it takes somebody else to say the exact same thing for you to actually go, oh, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> and it's one of my favorites, and I tell this to people all the time. Number three, it says... Thou shalt see a movie outside your comfort zone (laughs) at least once a week, preferably more. This means, and I quote people, foreign films, people, classic film this y'all need to, y'all need to stop talking about it. i ain't watching a movie that's in black and white or i'm not watching a movie where i gotta read all right <laughs> historically important films when afi puts out the great top 100s you need to be looking at least the top 50 right yeah. and do not be afraid to watch films that were made before you were born okay <laughs> so <laughs> that really jumped out i mean some of the other com- commandments you have are like right on point but that mm-hmm. one to me is so critical because when we talk about, one of the things we talk mm-hmm. about, a script can be well-written, but that means nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, mm-hmm. when you're reading a script yes. and you're like, well, it's well-written. Mm-hmm. And then, well, what's bad about it? Well, nothing, right? Yet. What's missing is that voice. Mm-hmm.
3: yes. There's something special. Yeah, about
2: it. and when you start watching things outside your comfort zone, you start to pick up on other people's voices and you start to get, oh, certain terms of phrases, certain new ways of looking at mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like when we do the don't sleep on them segment, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're reading something and you and I will wax nostalgic over just the choice of words and mm-hmm. metaphors. The that makes make things something, whatever. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so many screenwriters, especially those who are just going straight to like film school and they're watching the same old American films <laughs> over and over. Again, Again, or American films that were only made in the last
3: five years, you know. <laughs> or, or only studio films. Or only, only the comic book, book films. films yeah. and yes. things like that.
0: thank you. And they lose so
2: much, so please thank you for putting that in the book. <laughs> Commandment. Sure, Commandment
0: number three. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't know how much she talks about this because <sighs> she and I are also like big horror film buffs, which I love you have a great segment on that too. And she's a sci-fi buff. Like, you have a great segment on that too. And, um... But she talks, she's the one who's got me into really making sure that I look at the other ones. Because I'm always mm-hmm. like, I don't, don't want to read the subtitles. I don't talk, I'm not going to be focused. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? I'm kind of a snob like that. But every once in a while, there's a movie that I watch. I'm like, I forgot the subtitles were even there.
3: Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the thing to remember is, I'm not telling you to like these films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to like them. Mm-hmm. But you should see them. If yeah. you're serious about being a screenwriter. Yeah. Right, Good yeah. point. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like them all.
2: <laughs> I don't. Trust me, there's some I'm like, you know what, we <laughs> we're gonna slide this back
3: in the left. I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are some I, I I've only liked uh, for Lars Van Trier. I keep mm. watching his films. I can't stand his films. Really? Until Nymphomaniac Volume 1, Volume 2 came along. For some reason, I like those. But I, I sort of kept watching them because they mm. you were. You know, important, it's, those, but I'm going, it's those
2: dogma films. And yes. I was the same way. It was like I just can't. But you watch them, and you always get something, even the bad stuff, mm-hmm. you get something from. Even when, like, for example, when you read scripts, trust me, Howard, you've said this, when you read <laughs> a script, and it's so bad, do you not learn what not to do? Like, that is something new to <laughs> self, Don't do that.
3: <laughs> the, the one thing that reading lots of scripts has taught me, mm-hmm. and this is the one thing that everybody says I do really well, is my narrative and my formatting. Okay. After reading lots and lots of scripts, you know what you want to read in narrative and formatting, sure. and you know what you don't want to read. Mm-hmm. And I've sort of learned by reading all these scripts, mm-hmm. I know how to streamline mm-hmm. narrative. Mm-hmm. And people say my screenplays read like butter. Okay. They does read like butter. Oh, I okay. love that
1: description.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's lean. Butter. Yeah. You know, you don't, I'm don't, don't use hard-leaning action descriptions. I'm very big on lean, like big on, on lean screenplays. So,
0: let's, let's talk about that right now. Um... um Let's talk about your, you have, what did I say? Um, You're, you're like a serious stickler about, particularly on descriptions. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. Now, because I'm one of those people that, and this isn't like me going to get your book. I'm just talking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those guys, and you'll see, one of the reasons why we started to do this segment where we read people's scripts, it was mainly focused on descriptions, but it's a little bit of dialogue somewhere, mm-hmm. so that people can hear and listen to the story as the words go down the page, right? Mm-hmm. That's like really important. We talk about it all the mm-hmm. time. And I'm listening for, um, do I visually see this? Do I connect to the character? You know, all that stuff like that. And so I'm not, just me, mm-hmm. I'm not as big on two or three lines, three or four lines of, 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 of description um, if it keeps me interested. Right. You know what I mean? So let's just talk about how you came up with that and why that, stands out for you in, in the way that it does for you, if that makes sense.
3: Um, I think. I'm not because like Because sure. you,
0: you, you have like, you only want like one line. Well, you talk about, you talk oh, about right. hacking through like, like, we
2: talk about this too and you say it in your book, you're talking about a lot of scripts are just so dense. Right. And yes. you're like, I'm hacking away through all this stuff and you oh, have yeah. some funny lines. Yeah. <laughs> in there. Can I just read a couple? They're just oh, so sure. funny. Go They're ahead. hilarious, okay? Uh, it was so dense. That he's talking about a script reading. Mm. It was so dense, I felt like I was hacking my way through a jungle with the machete. <laughs> it was so dense, I felt like I was a cat hacking up a furball. <laughs> it was so dense that the next thing I expected to happen was the Big
0: Bang. Not you, the you, Big you, Bang. You, need, you need to That's stop playing hilarious. with people, Howard.
2: But when, you, when I read that, I thought, he knows my pain. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, There are two things to say that. How 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 do we make butter? (laughs) Well, first of all, when I talk about the size of narrative paragraphs, Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with the amount of words. Mm -hmm. I I don't think a narrative paragraph should be longer than two and a half lines, Mm -hmm. uh, one and a half or less for action scenes. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a lot of paragraphs. They just should be short. And some people will have... Six lines a- par- six lines in a paragraph, and I might agree that everything in this paragraph is important. Mm-hmm. Just put in a carriage return it's not okay. that hard mm-hmm. uh but there are other people yeah, who just over overwrite and give me all sorts of information that mm-hmm. I just simply uh don't need mm-hmm. um so and um and I usually well, I usually say I prefer scripts that have the least number of words necessary to uh, establish a scene, a setting, introduce a character and further the plot. Everything else I don't need.
2: Cause you're going to make it up yourself in your mind. Well,
3: that's the one thing that I think people often misunderstand. Mm-hmm. I think one of my commandments is, um, don't create the picture yourself. Just right. give me enough so that I can paint the painting.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: don't need to do that. In fact, um, you're sort of wasting your time because you can describe it all you want, mm-hmm. but once that director and the set designer and the cinematographer come in, there's no guarantee it's going to look the way you want. Sure, sure. So just let me do it. It's going to be just as good as okay. what you wrote as well. Mm-hmm. Now, as time goes on, as you do this more and more, you'll get a style all your own, Absolutely. and and you'll find that you won't necessarily stick to what I say, mm-hmm. and it won't necessarily be a bad thing. Sure. But, yeah.
0: yeah I, mine's tend to be like, two two to three lines, Mm -hmm. two to four lines. It might get to four if it's like really good. But it's always through character, like something's going on in there, moving the story forward. Well, right. Yeah, you have to
3: do all that. I mean, I I have some where a page is nothing but paragraphs, but Mm -hmm. they're very short paragraphs and and I'm just going through Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's especially good for action scenes. Mm -hmm. The the worst thing you can do is have action scenes like three paragraphs of 15 lines Mm -hmm. each. (laughs) Uh, If you just have one line each, I'm sort of going through it like I'm seeing it. In the movie. Sure. I have other issues with uh, action scenes okay. in a screenplay, but action scenes especially, one line, one line, one mm-hmm. line, one line, one line, keep it going. Mm-hmm. Keep up That's why the it's it called keeps, action. It definitely people. keeps your eyes down. And I don't scenes turn scenes do. the page <laughs> and go, oh god, I have to read five pair, solid paragraphs of action. <laughs> oh, I and I you do. Time. <laughs> oh, you do. I mean, readers do that. They turn a page and they go, oh my god. And then, of course, what happens is you don't read it yeah mm-hmm. you read the first and last line of each paragraph mm-hmm. because that 's mm-hmm. all you really need yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and and that 's kind of what I was talking about is that when when people are using certain choices of words to describe things in a cool way that i 'm like wow that's I love how they said that word i don 't mind reading certain things mm-hmm. because i 'm still interested i 'm like okay i 'm mm-hmm. curious to see what they 're going to do next, right. you know what they 're going to say next, you know what i mean i 'm hoping that they will it on the on the next pass. But what I'm enjoying right now, at least they're using cool ways to keep me interested. It's not just John walks in the bar. Until you
2: turn that page and you're like, oh, and, damn. Well, <laughs> There's still, still that. There's still that.
0: Um, let's talk about <clears throat> opening grabbers. This is one of my favorite segments you do in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because Lisa and I, I mean, we, we, we spent, I think, an entire episode talking about, we call it one to five. Well, we call it one to two now, don't we? Mm-hmm. But you got like one... Um, uh, and you got one page to kind of grab them and like five pages to kind of keep them and I right? know
2: I know Howard has a problem yeah a no it's fine them, which it's is, fine which I'm no to no hear. I'm cool
0: with that because yeah, right. actually the way we do it makes a lot of sense we're talking about character gotcha. he's talking about it's just my opinion mm-hmm. a lot of it is a lot of people focus on plot exactly
2: you know and I mean? that's,
3: that's my big deal people yes. misunderstand grabbers when they say you have to have an opening grabber they think they have to have this plot thing that happens right and usually that backfires, because if I don't have the characters, mm-hmm. then I don't care. Mm-hmm. What, it has no emotional impact mm-hmm. on me, because it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't open with a grabber. You can do it. I think there's also a misnomer that you have to have one page to grab you. I've got to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting paid to read the whole thing. Sure. So, okay, you don't grab me in the first of five pages. Mm-hmm. If, if eventually it builds to where you grab me, that's perfectly, mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. I think... Everybody has this picture of readers reading five pages and tossing it. And I'm mm-hmm. going, no, we don't do that. We can't do that. We, yeah, you we
0: can't. You have to finish, right. the, have to finish the whole thing.
3: But in the back of our mind, mm-hmm. we yeah. are thinking, mm-hmm.
0: it's an uphill battle. But let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask you this, Howard, now that I have you here. Um, <laughs> no, no, let's just come, come here. here. We just, this is That's the rant. Right. We just talk. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the writer's room. We're just going in. All right. Because let me ask you this. Um, um, my favorite thing that I do in a script that I've learned over the years, and we talk about it all the time, is curiosity that's yes. the thing so when you don't have your grabber you curious about who the fuck is this character right. who just mm-hmm. came in the door why is this going why on right now right. you know i'm always giving you curiosity to what's going on and through character you discover who this person was for whatever situation that i put them in and you learn on page three i'm just i get right to it what the problem was mm-hmm. right now um go ahead
3: but at the same time think about some of the great movies that don't do mm-hmm. that all about Eve opens with
1: I love, I love oh my Eve. god but it, but
3: it opens with George Sanders talking about this person and we'd have nothing we don't know anything about it we got
0: curiosity yeah it does have curiosity it yeah.
3: only has a curiosity I think because we know how great the film is now mm. once you see the film
1: mm.
3: yeah it, it's a very it makes you curious in the opening if you've never seen the film okay. I think most people are going to go uh, if if they're not into that. Mm-hmm. If they're if they just don't well, like it, people don't have the patience like for it today. But, but you don't. need to watch classic they really films, do. people they really watch do. classic no. films and no. No. learn. I had a film who watched Rebecca and he was sort of bored and Rebecca just doesn't really Mm-hmm. have a grabber opening at all. Uh, the graduate, he comes home mm-hmm. on a plane and is walking down. The only thing that grabs you is the music in the background, mm-hmm. but the author didn't write mm-hmm. the music in the background. So you don't necessarily have to have that. Mm-hmm. And at other times, though, it can be great You have the French Connection opening with someone getting shot. <laughs> and even when it's over, you're still not quite sure why that person got shot or what that had to do with mm-hmm. anything. Uh, but there's a question
0: there. Yes. And that, that so sometimes, you to turn the page, though. So sometimes
3: me. you can yeah. Have an opening uh, with the grabber. Sure. Uh, but the French Connection opening, though, I think was very unusual at the time. Everybody commented. They, that movie hadn't really opened like that mm-hmm. with something that didn't seem to relate mm-hmm. to anything else that was really going on uh, so that was very unusual for the time
0: so I wonder what happened yeah. in that script I wonder if there was something they just left it out I think Isn't
3: after it? I've seen it a couple of times they do sort of explain what it's about it. but I just can't really uh, I don't care that's it's the just, one thing it's just a
2: dynamic <laughs> opening and the,
3: I think, f- the French connection is just so good that yeah. it, you, you don't You're really care and, and then, then <laughs> I mean, it okay. it's just
2: character development it's a way of right. seeing mm-hmm. character in action that says a lot about him without having to do you know the mm-hmm. yeah. whole opening with a bunch of talking heads and sure. we can see him in action we get a feel how he reacts in this well, role. sets tone yeah, to, yeah it know. does it sets a tone for the yeah. character as well as the movie mm-hmm. and then you can go right into the the slower parts yes. that kind of build onto that i
3: do think if you have, have an opening it has to be focused on the character it mm-hmm. has to reveal i think you're right it has to make us curious mm-hmm. about that character sure. i think it can also be useful in other ways it is can set the uh, genre and tone mm-hmm. of the piece that can be very, very useful. Mm-hmm. But it's become a cliche. This grabber with an action opening scene mm-hmm. is really just a cliche. And instead mm-hmm. of opening it and said, oh, how exciting, this opening scene, I'm going, oh, God, this is the 20th screenplay ever in a row that has an opening grabber like mm-hmm. this. So but I'm every
2: going, show, like, for, for example... This summer I've been really, 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 really proactive and watching brand new shows, pilot shows from the very beginning Mm -hmm. to see how, okay, how are they going to Because there's just so much stuff to watch and to see that I'm like, okay, I literally, I sit there with the watch and I time it and I watch like, Mm -hmm. all right, here we go. Let's see what's going to happen. It seems like every show has that kind of grabber action, blah, blah, especially blah. Especially in or, or, or the famous yes, one. Yes. Especially, yeah, especially in television. But TV, in television. I think it's vital to do that because mm-hmm. you have you're the, competing. do this. It's a little different in the theater mm-hmm. because you paid your money to sit mm-hmm. there. You're not just going to get up and go sure. and free. But I think in TV, mm-hmm. even though we think of it as a cliche and like, oh, that's an overused trope. I have to tell you. It's it, necessary it, almost. It, 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 it really you have is. to have it because yeah. L.A. hair is on. And I want to see but I want to see some hairdressers fighting you know, with yeah. their weaves. So you really need to hold on to me or yeah. I'm flipping the channel. Well, <laughs> there's actually a
3: little also a little different reason for that. But first of all, think of breaking bad though, which said, "No, we're not going to do that. Oh, we're going to have yeah. openings that go totally against it." The reason why you tend to have an exciting opening. But they
0: have oh shit openings though. They do have like at the end you know, like at the beginning where he's... Yeah, yeah but it, but it, it seems it to have... You, like, you have no idea what that yeah, is until like
3: the fifth, totally, sixth or tenth totally, t- totally. t- thing. Um, but the reason is, is, and it's the same in live theater, mm-hmm. you have a curtain, mm-hmm. so you have to end it on a high point. Absolutely. So you're going to go to the credits, mm-hmm. so you have to end it on a high point mm-hmm. to make people want sure, to come back. Sure, sure. In movies, you, you don't have that kind of thing. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. As you said, they're in the seats, they paid their money, they're not going to say, "Oh, the credits are going to come up." I'm mm-hmm. going to
2: right. <laughs> I can sponsor yeah. this one, do something, and come back. Like, no, you've got me hostage.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> since, since we're talking about descriptions and stuff, let's get mm-hmm. into. um, I like how you abbreviate the ACFs, the action, shades, fight scenes. Yes. Um, let let's let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. And um,
3: let's fight about that a little bit.
0: Oh, I'm not going to fight about. No, just, I, wasn't arguing I was making a joke. I'm not involved. <laughs> um, I love the debate. You know, screenwriting. Um. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, give me a, now. You've read clearly more scripts than I've read, and I've read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not that many examples of scripts that I could think of, where specifically, like just thinking about like Die Hard and like Lethal Weapon in particular, where the action scenes, um, number one, the action scenes are through character, perfectly in those movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just talk about, like, what you look for in that, what you like, and when you read an action um, ACF, what are you looking for?
3: Well, usually the vaguer the better. I mean, people will get into very detail. They'll say, uh, his right hand hooks yeah. the guy on the left. I'm going... Get rid of the choreography. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get, you, you're going to get a fight choreographer to do mm-hmm. that, and, and it's, it's like sex scenes. So you you don't have to. You don't have to write those. Sure. Um, also, when people have chase scenes, they'll say they'll turn left on this street and right mm-hmm. on this street. I say you don't even know what city this is going to be sure. filmed in, and you're and you're, you're doing all this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I always say is remember that when Ben Hur was written, mm-hmm. when it got to the chariot scene, all it says is chariot race. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, because thing, freaking... <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was a big set piece. No? <laughs> My
2: next creep is just going to say
3: a uh, card chase scene
2: <laughs> into your coffee shop. Like, what? <laughs> um, I,
3: I think when it comes to action scenes, you need to give the flavor yeah. of what's going on mm-hmm. and not the specifics. Um, you also need to give vital information. Someone mm-hmm. dies, someone doesn't die, someone does this, someone does that. Sure. Um, action isn't the same as plot. Okay. As someone getting to a fight doesn't further the action. Mm-hmm. Someone dying during that fight, that furthers Absolutely. the plot. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it, it's very difficult. I mean, um, I like them—the shorter the better. I think in in the book, I say there's a psychological difference in w- reading an action scene sure. than in watching an yeah. action scene. Uh, because on paper, action scenes seem to take forever, mm-hmm. but well, people on will screen, go
0: five, th- six pages. Long yes, long yeah. I'm going.
3: I don't think there's ever an excuse mm-hmm. for a five to six page Agreed. action scene. Yeah, I just, Matrix. Uh, <laughs> Two and three. <laughs> well, I'm talking about on the page, not on the screen. <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, I'm sure it was on that script somewhere. <laughs> well, I was tired. <laughs> it does become different uh, once you get into actually shooting it, mm-hmm. and you start writing the action sure. at that point. Or if you're producing it yourself, and you're the screenwriter, and you're the director. Michael B- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not. It's, it's and, and, of course, the worst ones are when you have five or six action scenes during mm-hmm. a screenplay, and mm-hmm. they're all five or six. Pa- I'm going, there's the 30 pages page, much, yeah. of action. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, no, no, bad, bad writer, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think people tend to keep it short. Uh, the shorter it is, the better it is. Mm-hmm. But I think what's more important to realize is that um, readers... If they are long action scenes, mm-hmm. readers will not read them. Say Th- that one more, one more again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some of
2: you out there who don't pay attention if to this. Really
3: long, mm-hmm. if, if they're really long, if they're actually more than two pages, I would say, mm-hmm. of long paragraphs. Yes. Definitely. If it's two pages of short paragraphs, that's, that's, or one line, that's one thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Of lo- they're not going to read them. They may read like the first and last not sentence of a paragraph mm-hmm. or the first and last just to make sure they get all the plot down. Mm-hmm. But no, they're not going to read it. And I know some writers complain about that. And I'm going, complain all you want. You, you're asking me to read things that are irrelevant and mm-hmm. aren't that important mm-hmm. to, judging, you know, to judging a script. Sure, so sure. you know, complain all you want. So what I advise people is, if you're really insistent mm-hmm. on writing those long action scenes, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. But make sure the important plot points are in the first sentence and the and last, the last one. sentence.
1: Because
3: <laughs> you can complain all you want. That's but funny. how does that help you? That's real talk, though. That's real Complaining talk. Yeah. doesn't help you. Yeah. Because I, yeah. don't, I don't hear you complain. I don't care if you complain. <laughs> you still got your check, right? Yeah. I. Just, yeah, you know. That's so. Uh, but I think also, if people, it's really very important, I think, for people to get involved in writing groups mm-hmm. and get coverage, get feedback. As you go along, you will learn. hmm what works for you in writing action, sure. and what doesn't? I generally don't write a lot of action in mine because I generally don't write those kind of screenplays. Sure. So I usually don't have a big problem with that because it's mm-hmm. just not the kind of thing uh, uh, I rarely write.
0: Now, do you have a favorite genre that you like
3: that you uh, write
0: or that you like to read? Because uh,
2: um, I know, because I know, I read nearby. You, you like to write dark thrillers. Oh, of I, that, write, I,
0: I write. Love that. Noir, I write uh, okay.
3: that. Well, my brand is not a genre that I write. My Mm. brand is is what I call European existentialism, which means I can use (laughs) any genre that I want. And I do write. I've written sci-fi. I've written... uh, Mm. It seems like... The most influential things on my writing is the combination of film noir and the Twilight Zone. Put those okay. two together, and mm-hmm. that's what sure. I write. But I've also written a rom com. I've also mm-hmm. uh, uh, written a couple of thrillers, uh, really odd things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to what I what I like to read, and I actually do have a section of things I really like. Uh, I like I do like neo noirs mm-hmm. a lot. That's I, what we're gonna read today. But yes, mm-hmm. I like I like I even describe them as I like screenplays that do nothing. But do them very, very well. Mm-hmm. Movies like *The Ice Harvest*, mm-hmm. which that's not about anything about a bunch of people fighting over <laughs> some money, but it, you know uh, *The Killer Inside Me*, things like mm-hmm. that, where you know what what are they really about? Mm-hmm. What is it about nothing? Born It's just awful people doing awful sure, things sure. for awful reasons. Uh, so that's I really, good stuff. I kind of like really give me a really nasty neo noir, and I'm okay. very, very happy. This year we had in the movie theaters we had *Cold in July*, mm-hmm. which is quite possibly the best American film. I think really? of the year. And it's a, it's a really good, neo noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I love farce. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I think anybody who can write a farce, mm-hmm. I just, my hat is mm-hmm. off to them. Um, oh, what's an example you give for what's that? What's your picture? favorite? My favorite farce of all times is to be or not to be. Okay. Uh, from the, uh, from the early forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I think perhaps the best was in the loop uh, okay. from England. Uh, that was, oh, that's a really great farce. Um, and, uh, Pedro Almodovar with, uh, Woman on the Verge Shut up! Breakdown. High you five. Know, like, <laughs> oh, you know. my God. I watch uh, everything
2: that man up People, you gotta watch.
3: Yeah. So, Especially him. Yeah, so if, if <laughs> I just, I just admire the hell out of farces. I just, the problem, though, is that those are very hard. To oh, go yeah. anywhere in a contest. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're hysterical. Mm-hmm. And the next person who reads them goes, I don't yeah. they're like, I, I I don't get it. Let, I, let me yeah. ask you a
0: question. Since you just said that, that just sparked something to me. I always hear that most people always assume that and we talked about this before, that the the, the majority of scripts that win these big nickels and slam dancing are always like a drama. Is that
3: True. Well, I, and I have haven't seen I, have not, and things like I haven't that? done a detailed study, and and, and for Nichols, I mean uh, for for uh, final draft, mm-hmm. I don't always read all the ones that okay. make it to the end. For slam dance, we always say that, but surprisingly enough, in spite of the fact that we say that, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many comedies make it to the top okay. eight or ten, and mm-hmm. sometimes actually do win. Because okay. um, uh, we always say that, I think, and I think I also cover this in my book. Mm-hmm. The comedies that do best are the ones that aren't really comedies. Mm. They're funny stories about something else. Yeah,
2: it's like the character and the situation Mm -hmm. makes it funny. It's not like it's trying hard to be funny. It's just how they they come about. Mm -hmm. I love those two.
0: That's what I prefer. I'm I'm writing on this TV show right now and it's in that showtime genre. Everything's like, Californication and Weeds and you know yeah. I mean I love
3: that yeah those St- kind of things like for situations,
0: the situations through characters that are funny it's not jokes mm-hmm, right you know? mm-hmm.
3: and uh, yeah so if you can get that situation going and everything like that it's sort of like as I also say with rom-coms the best rom-coms are not rom-coms mm-hmm. you know it's American Hustle sure. which everybody misunderstands and sure. thinks it's a satire of abscam? Mm-hmm. no it's it's a 1930s romantic comedy Interesting. yeah I can yeah. see that now you
0: put it in that yeah. yeah, safety yeah, not yeah.
3: guaranteed is actually is the sci-fi but it's a romantic comedy 50 50 is a romantic comedy about a guy dying from, maybe dying from cancer so. <laughs> so we got a cinephile here yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: we got a cinephile I might <laughs> have to get you a shirt too <laughs> cinephile bitch cinephile bitch <laughs> so I think sometimes <laughs>
3: the things like the best comedies and the best rom-coms are actually the ones that aren't really written with the idea of them Okay. They're not trying to write a comedy. They write something that happens to be a comedy, mm-hmm. or they write something that happens to be a rom com. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So those, I think, those are uh, two two of my favorite. Okay. I like uh, historical dramas of non famous events. Okay. Uh, things like Boys Don't Cry, mm-hmm. or. Uh, like a uh,
0: small original story or something, or what do you mean? Well, they're based
3: on something that really happened, but it's not like Lincoln. Okay, it. It's not it. like right. Wilson. It's right. not like Nixon. It's mm-hmm. Boys, okay. Don't yeah. right. Boys Don't Cry. Intimate. Yeah. Boys Don't Cry, Monster, mm-hmm. with Charlie Theron, mm-hmm. things that are uh, about events you've never necessarily heard of, right. and things like okay. that. Yeah. Those tend to be best. The best, the best bi- biopics are the ones that really focus on a very small portion. Mm-hmm of the person's life, okay. if they're really famous. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That's what's up. Um, regarding the book, we're going to wrap it up in just a moment. Um, this book is, I think I heard you say in, a, in another interview, this book is probably for people who are already writing as opposed to beginning writers.
3: Right. Um, Explain that. Well, actually, my very first commandment mm-hmm. <laughs> is, thou shalt not read a book or oh, take, right. or take yeah, a yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, a, a, you know, go to a guru, unless you've written two or three screenplays. Okay, explain it. Well, I think if you go to, um, if you start reading books about how to write screenplays before you've written one, mm. you're trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist yet. Okay. Um, and I think it can take away your creativity, take away your passion. Mm. Uh, instead of writing from your heart, you're writing according to some person's formula. Mm-hmm. So... And so I don't tell people how to write a screenplay. Mm-hmm. What I try to tell people is once you've written the screenplay and it's not working, mm-hmm. these are the things that may be the reason why it's not working. Can, can we at least add that that should at least... Read a formatting book no. first.
1: <laughs> my second commandment is
3: the only exception to oh, this that's right, that's right, is yeah. thou shalt read a book on formatting. That's right. My God. That oh, you man, must read. That. You must do that. Uh, and, and do things like get final draft or some other yeah, sort yeah, of...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Invest in the You know what?
2: It. That's kind of what I did. Like yeah. when I decided, oh, I'm going to write a screenplay <laughs> based on the book. Okay. I- confessional. <laughs> I knew nothing about the screenwriting business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought you could just take any book Mm-hmm. And adapt it, and if the script was good enough, they'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you some money." Hey, we all have to start somewhere, people. And I remember I took Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. I was like, "I'm gonna write this as a screenplay," <laughs> and I just wrote it kind of like, almost like a play format. But I kind of figured, okay, well, let's you know, I had seen a script before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that worked at Sony Studios, and before I knew this was illegal, mm-hmm. she would make copies of scripts. And I would read them. And before I knew there was a job as a script reader, I could have mm-hmm. been doing that years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'm like, I would read them like, oh, this is great. Oh, whoever gets this is going to, they're going to win an Oscar, you mm-hmm. know? And of course, you know, Cuba Gooden Jr. did win an Oscar for that role mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise and all that. When uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, I remember I read that before they cast anything. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God, this is a really great rom-com kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be, whoever gets this. And so I knew good writing when I saw it. So I kind of knew what a screenplay looked like kind of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from reading it, just as a fun reader but when I wrote my first screenplay I just wrote it and then I'm like yes this is is, I can do this and and then I wrote like a short film screenplay Mm -hmm. and then I got a book (laughs) 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 and then I found a website that said oh this is screenplay formatting and I thought oh
3: um yeah, see, it's, it's uh, all on I did there not now. I just yeah. did you not know? know
2: what I was
1: doing. Yeah. But it was great experience. There that. is
3: no excuse for not having proper formatting. I'm, I'm sorry. Good. There is absolutely no absolutely. excuse. We can disagree on certain details of the formatting, but there is absolutely no excuse for not having Google. good formatting there's so oh my many god. things yeah. you can do. Oh my god. Yeah. Exactly. And if yeah. you and,
2: and, and here's the thing, people still do it regardless. <laughs> no they don't. God God bless you <laughs> for trying, but please people, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the format.
0: Definitely. <laughs> well, any last uh, thing you want to tell people about the book that they should know to help them uh, First of all, go buy the book, y'all. Go yes. get the book on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> you can find it
3: under my name, I Howard Caster, C-A-S-N-E-R uh rantings and Ravings of a Screenplay Reader. Um I should have something, shouldn't I? Just off the top of my head to, to say. Well, let me that. ask you this then. What's, uh-huh. your,
0: what's your favorite? Um, do you have a favorite uh, topic that you like to talk about in the book that you love to cover the most? Or what, <laughs> let me ask you this. Which one comes up the most?
3: Um, well, I think formatting and, and, and the readability of okay. a script um, is, is the one that people talk about. And they get into arguments. People get into the most insane arguments. Mm. Over formatting, sure, and it, you know, and uh, they think. I once told someone, "I think you think that I get all these scripts where there's only little things wrong with the formatting," <laughs> and I go, "No, I get scripts where it's just." Uh, I mean, last year. I sent it to you Microsoft and
2: said. Comic Sans is not a good font to write your script in. People. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, Big Break started actually letting us disqualify a script oh, really? for formatting.
2: Good lord! And wow. po- um, wait, how long did it take them to come to that decision?
3: <laughs> but and last year was the very first time I ever did it. Okay. I'll get through anything. Mm-hmm. But I opened this up and said, "Oh no, I ain't reading this. Yeah, There's right. just no way." Um, I would like to say though, one of the things that's people say, "Well, what does what it matter about formatting if it's a good script?" Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, basically, you are right. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's really a great script, or if it's a really good script. People can get past the form in in theory. Mm -hmm. The scripts that break my heart are the ones that I read, and I think, God, this is a great script, Hmm. but the formatting is so horrendous
1: It's (laughs) like
3: that I know that the next person, they're not going to read it. They're not going to. They're not going to. And I said, oh, my God, this is a brilliant script. This could be the best script I've read, and it is not going anywhere. Mm. There was one I read where he would start out each scene with, like half a page of a solid paragraph. Sorry. And finally, I learned just to read the person last <laughs> And you still have the story. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was a brilliant story. It That's was just hilarious. incredible. And I did recommend it. And mm. I've done that where I said... You
2: must have been in a good mood that day. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was just such an incredible story. And mm. I've done that before where, oh, this is so great, but you have to look back. But I know they're not. Mm. The next person isn't going to. They have better things to do. I was looking do. for
1: the
0: number going, I need to tell them some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and... Yeah.
3: and um, when, for for I think for slam dance, if if I really like the script, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will tell them, you cannot send this script out with with the formatting like this. You mm-hmm. cannot do that. If I don't like it, I just say I, you need to take a second look at the formatting and bring it up. But if I like it, I say you cannot okay. send the script out like. So you're like you're that. you're an angel. <laughs> it's good because you're like a combination of hard and soft this yes. is what you should You be. know what?
2: Now that I think about it, I have to admit, there was mm. a time when I was reading for a competition and mm. a script came in and I, there's no way. Mm. And I felt so bad because the person had paid their little monies and I know they were, <laughs> they were somewhere out in the middle of the, the boondocks of Florida somewhere. <laughs> and God bless them. And I just said, I can't, I can't. I mm. sent the script mm. back Little money's back, and yeah. I said, You probably need to check out some of these books yeah. and websites. You, you, need a, you need a bit more practice. And, you know, yeah, like it, if you it, come it, from yeah. a really small town, and then mm-hmm. I, and I look on the map and I realize you're not, you, you need some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, you know, but formatting is just, people, it's like this formatting is tell like them, you, you trying to, you, try, you bring in a football game. <laughs> you you're doing football moves on a basketball court now there is a goal that's a good point okay. there is a goal like mm-hmm. if you throw the football mm-hmm. nine out of ten you might hit it into a basket but that's not the game that everybody else is playing <laughs> and, and you, you can't do that so when howard is sitting talking about there were paragraphs mm-hmm. but there was a story there you might have just got that football to hit the rim on oh, the hoop you mm-hmm. might
3: but
0: mm-hmm. they might've been able
2: to bounce no, it. You yeah. know, it's, and it's <laughs> hard. No, no it's, one
3: else it's is, is going to read it. Yeah. yeah they're uh, just not. The, one of the things that has happened in the last couple of years, and I actually had to ask the other readers that this is true for me. I've never gotten so many screenplays. They were basically just unreadable. I had no idea what the plot was today what was going on <laughs>
2: I, I what page I would, were you on when you got even a slight inkling the worst one you could think of when you realize oh this is what they were probably trying I, to do
3: sometimes halfway sometimes toward the end but you're sort of giving up about mm. about mm. you know and and if you know that you're not going to recommend it mm. you but know I don't understand then you start reading this. faster and faster and faster oh, well yeah. i think these are people who haven't had other people read this script you still or if they to have give
0: coverage you still have to cover it yeah, so yeah, you have to read it
3: you know and i'll say i You know, I might say things like, I. The, the plot was a little hard to follow mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. <laughs> or sometimes you can tell why yeah. it was hard. Like, they have four different plot lines that have nothing to do with each other, right. and because of that, they're trying to do too much. You can mm-hmm. sometimes figure out why. But <laughs> or, or you could just say to Howard, uh, European existentialism, and smoke your cigar.
2: <laughs> like, it's too European for you to understand. <laughs> I'm still in that, Howard. <laughs> or they'll
3: have narrative paragraphs that are like, like reading Faulkner, mm-hmm. and I tell people, don't be Faulkner, be be Hemingway mm-hmm. in in writing narrative paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Faulkner and Proust are great to read, mm-hmm. but they're books, mm-hmm. and that's why I read them because they're written like there's that. Mm-hmm. But screenplays are not books, mm-hmm. and and narrative is just a means to an end. It's mm-hmm. not an end in itself. So uh, be a Hemingway. Oh. I, I think that's the big, uh, you know, the big thing. Oh. Um, trying to think if there's something like. Um, I think you're always better off if you're character-driven in a yes. screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that. They say, well, it's a genre, it's an action picture, mm-hmm. who cares? And I go, I think, yeah, if you're a studio writer, you might not care about character, which is why a lot of them are so earnestly bad. <laughs> but if you're trying to win a contest, <laughs> yes. you need to have your... you got to be able to connect. You, you've got to be mm-hmm. character-driven. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really realize that.
0: So, so what's
3: next for you? Um. Well, so you I have, have the book out. I have the book out. So, what's next nice for
0: you as a writer? What's What's up with that?
3: Well, they actually are filming mm-hmm. <laughs> a screenplay of mine. Okay, good. out in Williamsburg, Virginia. I always like surprised about this because mm-hmm. it wasn't like um, it's one of these where you're afraid if you talk about it, then there's going to be a and, yeah, and yeah, everybody's yeah, going to yeah. fall through. But I was doing screenplay uh, personal private consultation mm-hmm. uh, for a, a script. And finally mm-hmm. they got, well, we we're, were getting ready to shoot this, but we need a, a screenwriter to finalize it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's a little difficult because then you get into contracts and... and." Uh, uh, so you know. they wanted
0: you to do a pass on it? Is that what it was? Uh, well,
3: they, they they didn't know. Uh, they were looking for somebody to do it. Okay. They didn't know exactly what it would entail mm-hmm. or anything. And it also has to do with getting credit and things sure, like sure. that. So they said, well, we'll pay you. And they <laughs> showed me how much. It wasn't a lot, but... Mm-hmm. To get my name you on get the script. The credit. Yes. to get the IMDb. I was, I was very happy with that. And, um, and I would take co-screenwriting credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they did the trailer, I seemed to be getting the only credit for writing, which is great. I'm not going to argue with mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's, that's, not, I,
0: that's not on your hands. No. That's on their hands. And right? I
3: did do a, a pretty major rewrite. Yeah. and But still, I was going, I'm not going to really say anything or be that big about it until they mm-hmm. actually do it and sure. they actually started shooing. I think chewing. when the trailer comes oh. out, you can kind of look at it. Yes. That's, <laughs> even, even when it's in the theater and I'm sitting in the audience, I'm not going to be absolutely <laughs> sure. But it's, it's, um, it's, it's uh, a family film. Okay. It's very different than, than what I wrote. I can really write anything. When I you write. you can
0: add your flavor yeah. to any tongue. But
3: I mean, when I write something personal, they, they tend to be very dark, very edgy, very mm-hmm. Uh, a tragic comedy type things, but I can write anything in any sure. style. Um, so uh, it, it's a screenplay called The Compass, and it's yeah. a family film, and they're filming it right now. They're supposed to be done with uh, principal photography on the 18th. That. All right. Yeah. About? So that's the big thing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if there's anything really else besides the book i get the feeling there is and now i can't remember <laughs> what it is but uh no i think that's probably right, well, really that's, it. that's yeah. a good place to yeah
0: to end it on that yeah. well thank you so much howard for being here with us okay and thank you uh,
3: i really appreciate it this yeah, great. man, great
0: this was good i'm sure people are going to learn a lot of stuff if they go out and get the book yes yes Buy.
3: what is it on On am found uh, not on family, the critic buy my book <laughs> buy my book rantings
0: <laughs> and
2: ravings
3: of a
0: screenplay
3: reader, reader. There it sounds go. worse than it is. I mean, I, I do rant and rave, but I'm not that you, You're mean.
0: funny in it, too, though. Yeah. Moment, so. I,
3: I do go, oh, my God, what were they thinking? Oh, it's too late now, Howard. It's
0: out there. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So let's get into Lisa's world-famous clapback, y'all. Well. Tell them what it is. The, so, Howard, the clap clapback mm-hmm.
2: basically is my way. If I see something or read something or I feel like I have to, like, say something, especially to Hollywood... <laughs> Or anything connected to Hollywood in writing and writing and whatnot. And so it's, it's just my way of just putting my opinion out there unfiltered. And my clapback actually today, Howard, Howard, is for you. Uh-oh. Because I'm going to read something you said in your book. Like everything was going well and fantastic. And I said, oh, oh he's got a bunch of reviews and stuff back here. I'm like, oh, he likes oh, a lot of the same movies. You I actually like.
3: read the reviews. Oh, wow. Howard, we got I read the
2: research. whole book. I think, what are you talking about? He just said, "Hey, our guess is going to be this," and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to get that book," oh, and I bought it. It's on my Kindle, so and, I, and I'm going to mm. read this quote. Go ahead, go ahead. Because this particular film, I saw twice, and Uh-oh. I loved it. Uh-oh. So when I came yeah. to this <laughs> review.
1: <laughs>
3: There'll be a lot of that. I, I, wait, wait. And
2: so I had to say, you know, in my, my, my hip-hop voice in, in the back, I was like.
3: Uh, I'm trying to think why? of which one it could be. There's why? I was like,
2: why, Sway? Why?
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> sway,
2: you ain't have all the answers. <laughs> so I'm going to read this to you. Pacific Rim. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. So you know you're in trouble now. Uh, And I quote Mm. from his book, Pacific Rim is a big, expensive, through the wazoo, blockbuster, tentpole film that was cast with second-tier actors or less. Because I suspect after all the money was allotted for CGI, probably equal to the gross national product of all (laughs) third-world countries combined, Ah. there wasn't anything left for A-listers. Howard. Wow. Howard. Get him. Get him. Wait a minute! I'm gonna get you too because oh, you no, said no, no. you hated. I them. hated it. I'm sorry. It. <laughs> Idris Elba is a god.
3: <laughs> he is. Okay. He is an A-lister. Y'all just don't know it That's yet. No, no, he's an A-lister on TV in Britain. <laughs> he's an A-lister here.
0: He's
2: here. He get. He can get. He get, he, he I, can get, get I think like he. What? He should be the next Black Panther. Uh, that'd
0: be he cute. should be the next be James
2: Bond. Quite, quite honestly. Yes. <laughs> Because it's about yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Because, because, <laughs> why Pacific Rim? And you, I can't believe you didn't like it either. Because look, look, I only had. Godzilla meets Transformers. It had, yeah. Exactly, and that yeah. is why it worked. It's better than Transformers, mm-hmm. and it gave oh, you different. That's like saying a lot. Well, <laughs> I don't even like Transformers, so that's uh-huh. why I could say like it was better than Transformers. I'm just happy to say anything is better than mm-hmm. Transformers, but. But they had the monsters. The ki- it brought back that old '70s monster movie feel. I feel like it opened the way to make Godzilla come back because when I saw, but that's what made it but so fun. So but I didn't like, Godzilla. A- <laughs> I didn't like Why? Godzilla. Why? Why? Why sway? Why? So I want you to just just tell me real quick. Why? Get her Howard. Get her. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Couldn't it not be the fun popcorn movie it was? That's um, what Guillermo was going it for. It could have
3: been, but I, for me, I think it's the characters were so incredibly uninteresting and drab and flat mm-hmm. and boring. But
2: Idris is so sexy, and, and he got to use his accent, and, and <laughs> Mako Mori, and he was international and his <laughs> diverse and
3: voice and Y'all hating? <laughs> so, y'all hating? You know, but uh, to yeah, me, yeah, I, I compare sorry. it to. I, I think I was talking to someone. Uh, uh, in in another interview Mm -hmm. are are talking to someone about even if you go for these big studio films I think they work best if you have the characters. Mm -hmm. Iron Man I think is wonderful. I think uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past Mm -hmm. I really loved it. The Lego movie Mm -hmm. It's wonderful because you get so involved with the characters Uh, You get Pacific Rim (laughs) You get Godzilla uh, You didn't
2: like Mako? Uh, Mako Mori?
3: (laughs) And her little storyline, and, and how yeah. she. I thought what was amazing is, is about these characters, they're supposed to have sort of a psychic connection to each other. Mm-hmm. That's why they were able to do these mm-hmm. robots. And none of them had the least bit of chemistry on screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm but
2: Idris and <laughs> make come
3: on and the
2: monsters were cute. the characters were the monsters and the
0: okay the what chancellor. is his voice <laughs> it is my 70 10 year old voice
2: that says it was a fun popcorn movie
1: okay. it was a well,
2: good monster movie for entertainment it's not gonna be come on well
1: so, was, so was X-Men
3: so was Iron Man so okay. was the Lego movie and I just saw he's saying he didn't connect to none of the characters what that could was have made me? it better a, a good writer. Guillermo,
1: <laughs> uh, do Characters, don't, that, don't listen to uh, him. characters <laughs> on
3: the level of X-Men and Iron Man.
2: But X-Men characters are boring.
3: Oh, I don't find them they, really I don't boring. Think so. oh, I boring. I find them really, I, yeah. 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 And you you go for Indra Selba and he's really great on Luther, mm-hmm. but Hugh Jackman without a shirt? I mean, come on. Oh, you can't. Wait, wait. Uh, we don't have to fight like now. Wait,
2: wait. Yeah. we don't have to fight now. You can't compare Hugh Jackman to Idris. Why not? There's no comparison. Well, I We're, told you that. I'm
3: not sure though. I could could argue that <laughs> Idris may be a better actor than Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. but Hugh Jackman does have some chops. Yeah.
2: Doing, so. Well, yeah, but in terms of like, okay. All right. I guess I will have to say we will have to agree to disagree. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. We'll have to agree to disagree so we can move on to the next one. All right. Show. Go ahead. <laughs> so, but
3: anyway. <laughs> Yay, Pacific Rim. Right.
0: That's all right. That's all right. It's yeah. okay, Howard. It's supposed
3: to be a it's Yes, it's okay. Well, you should you should read what I recently said about Snowpiercer. And, um, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No. You did not like Snowpiercer? Oh, I hated that. Okay. Let's, not get, go, that. Let's not get into that. We're going to have to. Let's not get into that. We'll talk about it after. All right. Hey.
0: Okay. So, look. Yes. So, we're going to get into the Don't Sleep On Them segment. Um, it's right there. The Don't Sleep on Them segment, and explain you got to it? people. Yes. Okay, I'm about to get into it. So the Don't Sleep on Them segment, Howard, for those people who don't know, is a segment that we do where we focus on um, a young writer, undiscovered. You know, um, nobody's heard of him yet. They might have won some competitions or whatever. Um, and we read like the opening scene or a cool action scene or something like that, just to show writers, you know, that you know we support them. We want them to. To Like they might, these people have potential to be the next person. Right. So this next one we're going to do is called Seven Days. It's a film noir script. It's by a writer named Bruce Rose. Um, we had Rick Reynolds on from Screenplay Festival. and This is one of the guys who was one of the, I think he was like an honorable mention at the time when he was in. But with the script, he since won some other things with it. Um, I think he was in like Austin and I think he was in slam Dance. So Good. I don't know what this script or not. Anyway. Do we have a log line? Yeah, I'm about okay. to it. I'm you. sorry. Go ahead. I'm excited. I'm Can't
2: excited.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is from Bruce Rose. This one is called Seven Days. And, like I said, it's a film noir. Here's the log line When an alcoholic DEA special agent launches a rogue one man investigation to find his wife's murder, he discovers he's the most likely suspect. So, what we'll do is I'll read Sparks, and Howard, you read Raymond. And you do the descriptions, mm-hmm. and we'll stop where it says end.
2: Where it says stop.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. You
2: ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Go. Fade in. Superimposed. Day
2: seven. Buzz. Interior. Prison day. A heavy steel door opens to reveal Raymond Scott, 35, patiently waiting, handcuffed, in state-issued orange scrubs. His eyes roll upward. Just another day at the office for him. Two prison guards lead Raymond form- forward into the back hallway. White walls. White walls. Pale fluorescent lights, clicks of their black boots echo down the hall. A red stripe on the white tile floor leads to a red metal door. One of the guards opens the door. Raymond doesn't move. The other guards nod toward the room inside. The interrogation room. Still handcuffed, Raymond sits. Across the table, investigator sparks 40, buries his nose in the laptop. He's a guy with a permanent smirk, used to having the upper hand. They are the only two people in the room.
0: You understand this is being recorded.
2: Raymond nods.
0: State your full name.
2: Raymond Samuel Scott. Sparks scrolls down the laptop screen.
0: Special Agent DEA. Suspended for assault and unauthorized discharge of a firearm. Whoa. Bet that's a whopper of a story.
2: Nothing from Raymond. Sparks leans back. His gaze connects with Raymond's piercing
0: eyes. You know, for a guy who called <clears throat> who called my ass in here to make a statement, you don't seem to have much to say.
3: Give me what I want and I start talking.
0: There we go. Let me guess. Roommate problems? Less toilet duty? Don't think you're good in orange, huh? I want to be executed. That wipes
2: the smirk off Sparks' face. Okay.
0: So, this is a film noir. Um, Actually,
3: to correct you, it's a neo-noir. That's what I said. (laughs) 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 Can't have film noir, really, after 1960.
0: Neo-noir? Neo-noir. Okay, we don't have that in the projects. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so we just talk about things that we liked you know that that just popped out for us or even a, maybe a thing or two that he could adjust and make better mm-hmm. if he wants um so what hit me off the top was um just like right at the beginning i always talk about the first thing you see um so he opens on super day seven buzz so we hear this sound right because I'm like all into rhythms and things that you hear and see or feel or whatever, or smell or whatever. And I like that we go into the prison, a heavy door opens to reveal, We re- then we meet him. We see who this guy is, handcuffed. Because to me, it has a little bit of curiosity. Like, what's going on? What are we about to see? What's happening? You know what I mean? Um, like, I even like a red stripe on a white tile floor leads to a red metal door. It's subtle, but it's 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 not just painting this picture of white walls everywhere. You know, it might be something... Um, that isn't of importance, but to me, I'm looking at little details. You know, what are the details that you can squeeze in and still keep my eyes going down, you know? You got anything, Lisa?
2: Yeah, what I think is interesting is when we first read Raymond, we have no idea who he is, Mm -hmm. and what I like is the fact that it kind of flips the stereotypical criminal in a prison setting. Sure. Because once you're walking, like, okay, here's a criminal. We're going to follow him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, the button on the bottom, mm-hmm. it tells you, oh, special agent DEA. Mm-hmm. To me, that creates curiosity for me because the last line that Spark says on page one is, bet that's a whopper of a story. Mm-hmm. And first thing I'm thinking is, okay, why is this DEA agent in jail? Mm-hmm gotta be something good what did he do you know yeah. what did he do mm-hmm. what's happening and it kind of gives you the sensation of yeah i want to turn the next page and see what happens next mm-hmm. so it's pretty you know clean down the you know clean easy read down at the front and like i said i like the little flip at the bottom when you figure out oh he's just not a typical criminal mm-hmm. he's a de agent mm-hmm. now i want to know what's going on yeah, and then of a- course the next page you know uh we don't we read like the first little part of the uh, the second page the mm-hmm. last uh Speaking dialogue sequence is basically he says he wants to be executed, mm-hmm. so now you got me. I'm kind of like, okay, I think I'm want to read on and yeah, figure out what's a, going a on. DEA why agent would a DEA agent? To be what did and, he do? And thing I'm thinking in the back yeah. of my mind is, oh, he really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he done killed the president or something. <laughs>
0: well, I also like how they revealed his character, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not on the nose, sort of speak to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now we know who, who Raymond is. He tells us who he is. Right. You know, through character. You know what I mean? Before he says, whoa, that's a whopper of a story Mm -hmm. coming from DEA agent." I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You got anything,
3: Howard? Um, I think the big thing is the I want to be executed is Mm -hmm. the one thing that makes you sit and stand up. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's a button. It's a nice one. Um, Just from a pure technical standpoint for people reading, he does do a couple of things here. Uh, One is sort of new that's catching on and that I actually like, but I'm Mm -hmm. not sure you'll see in books, and that is... uh, um, Doing um, bold
1: for the slug line. lines. Yeah. Yes, that's
3: something that's coming in new. Uh, some people underline. I don't like the underlining. Yeah. I find mm-hmm. underlining distracting. But mm-hmm. the bold, I find to be actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. He also uses secondary slug lines. People use secondary Love slug them. lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it really makes things move. Mm-hmm. Um, Explain that to the to the people uh, out there. When you have scenes that take place in the same location but in different rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to use the complete slug line. You when don't, you don't be have able to say to interior. Live. Interior, exterior, so right, yeah. so day, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Also, if, if you're in the same room and time passes, you just might say later sure. or a few hours later for mm-hmm. the slug line. That's all you need. Okay. And it's just amazing how easier it makes the screenplay to read. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: But would you say this is something that makes sense? You get exactly what's happening in this opening?
3: Yes. Um, I don't think it quite, to be honest, makes it sit that's up fine. Uh, as much for me mm-hmm. as it does for you. Uh, I would need more, but yeah, I usually do anyway. It's not necessarily a <coughs> negative thing on the part of yeah, the writer. Yeah, no doubt. To say no doubt. That. Uh, um, I can't really say much about it yet.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I was just yeah. talking about here are the things within right. that mm-hmm. I think work. But yeah, I don't have yeah. a problem talking about what... He can do the Turn It Up some more too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, that's what's up. And so, we just read these, you know, Uh, like, hey, everybody, this is a new guy. Check him out. He's coming. You know. um, So, that's what's up. So, thank you. Um, What was it, my man? That was my man. Um, um, Bruce. Steve. Who was that? Bruce Rose. Oh, Bruce Rose. Forgive Mm -hmm. me, Bruce. Yeah, that was Bruce Rose. Seven days. With his script, seven days. Yes, good job. Good luck. Keep going. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
3: And where did it do well? Or what is um,
0: it? it was he's been some of his other ones have been in like he was in Screenplay Festival, clearly. Um, Nichols Fellowship, Austin Festival, Slam Dance, Page Awards, and I think this one was um, on the blacklist. He's
3: just showing off now. This was on
0: <laughs> the, I think this
2: one was <laughs> he on He was on the blacklist? Yeah. Cool. That's All right, exciting. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, he okay. actually made it to the oh, list. One last too. one last thing on it. Go Since ahead. the title of it is seven days, if uh-huh. you notice on the super, mm-hmm. it says day seven. So that kind of says something. Like so we're going to probably backtrack. Back yeah. And it's day
0: seven, mm-hmm. so something's about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a great episode, y'all. Thank you oh, very thank much, you. Howard. Thank you, Lisa.
2: It was painless, wasn't it, Howard?
0: Yes, was it was. We're just talking about. <laughs> I hope it went well. Yeah. <laughs> we're just having a conversation about writing, That's right. and talking about your book at the same time. You yeah. know what I mean? That's all. So let's tell the people where they can find you and let's just tell them the book one more time. Yes.
3: Well, again, my name is Howard Kastner, C-A-S-N-E-R. One of the reasons why I spell it is uh, if you do want to find me on Facebook or Twitter or my blog, I'm like the only Howard Kasner, I think, in the world. <laughs> I mean, because of the unusual spelling. Try Hilliard guess, okay? Yeah. <laughs> because of the unusual spelling of my last name. Okay. So I, I have a Howard Kastner script consultation thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have my Facebook page. I have Twitter. And then my blog is at WordPress, howardkasner.wordpress. Uh, the book is Rantings and Ravings of a Screenplay Reader. And it can be found at Amazon. All
1: right. Cool.
0: Lisa, Lisa, where are you at?
2: I'm on Twitter. Please don't follow me. <laughs>
0: You ain't even going to tell Howard why? You're just going to let it slide. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Howard.
2: (laughs) Because, Howard, I have the app on Twitter that when people follow you and then they send you an email, let you know who has unfollowed you. And (laughs) if I follow you and you unfollow me, my feelings get hurt.
3: I would like to have that app, actually. (laughs) You
2: you could go online. You just look it up, and it tells you immediately. That way you don't waste time following people who have stopped following you for whatever reason. My problem
3: was when I, I had too many people, when I was following too many people.
0: Oh, it stops at like 2,000 it, or something? Yes.
3: And and the way it used to be set up, it was very difficult to find the people who hadn't followed you um, in return. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't really get rid of it. So I had, like, all these people were following me who I wanted to follow, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. Uh, they've now changed it where it's like that to find out who's following you and who's not. Oh, okay. So Aww. I just got rid of, like, a ton of people. <laughs> people went,
2: who, wait, who followed you and were like, yay. And then they're like, oh, he doesn't follow me anymore. No, no, no.
3: I, I only got rid of people who uh, weren't following me. Oh, okay. So I could, you know. And some guy got mad at me. He said, we had had an argument over something on Facebook. He said, yeah. oh, is that why you didn't follow me? And I said, no, it's because of this. Thing where they wouldn't, I had to get rid of people. It's because it, you talk trash about Pacific Rim. Really? He talked trash about Pacific Rim. <laughs> 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 like uh, said, we, unfollow. <laughs> we were having a big argument Aww. over uh, whether marketability should. Be a major factor in determining who wins screenplay competitions. Oh, gotcha. uh, okay. no, oh y'all got they be fighting. Look at them. They well, like. Well, it's, it's becoming more and more a factor, a, a, a discussion, really? not necessarily a factor. But Ooh, it's, it's becoming it's rough screenplay streets. Those, my last essays on my blog were four essays on that. Okay. Mm. So. Wow. Cool. wow. Well, like, here you go.
0: I am your host, Hilliard Guess, and you can find me on um, on Twitter, Twitter mm-hmm. at Hilliard Guess. Um, you can also check out Screenwriters RR on Twitter. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you guys want to submit anything for the uh, Don't Sleep On Them segment, hit us up at ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. And um, tune in and get Howard's book. It. book. Get Buy it now. It's inexpensive right now. Get it now before the exactly. prices start going exactly. up. Yes. So thank you guys again. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please five-star review us on on iTunes and Stitcher. We need that for the Matrix. And um, we'll see y'all next week. All right? Peace, y'all.
2: Ciao man, I got something to get off
0: my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the realest. And no,
1: ain't no stopping. No. Any topic.
0: Even the random.
2: I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We only grow.
1: grown shit. Welcome to the ramble. ramble. That's it. That's all my